it's Jeff Antoniak. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz Videos. Thank, thank you so much for tuning in. Today we're going to be digging into minor blues, but really a concept that's going to take you through a lot of different songs. This is going to be applicable for all instruments and a lot of different uh, places. You're going to learn how to identify some hip things you've been hearing people play for years and learn how to do it yourself. Um, as always, these videos are sponsored by Gonzalez Reads. You're going to hear a Gonzalez Read right away. We're going to be talking about minor blues coolness. And this video is actually sort of an adjunct to the last one, Digging Deeper number 16. Um, we dug into this idea and some people were asking me, we did it on a traditional dominant kind of blues, and people were writing me and asking me, does this also work on a minor blues or in a minor context? And my answer was like, yeah, actually it kind of works better. So uh, that's what we're going to do today is sort of dig into that concept. So I tell you what, let me, uh, let me play a little minor blues for you here. So I did something in there different each of the two times. I played two choruses of C minor blues. Uh, the first time around, I treated the first phrase, specifically the fourth measure, one particular way. I treated it like a one chord. As I was improvising, here's what I thought. One, 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 one. Each of those four measures, you can see it on the uh, screen right now, I thought C minor, C minor, C minor, C minor. Then for the next phrase, I changed to F minor. And that's what my improvising was sort of based on. Now, the second time around, and I'll do more examples of this, here's what I did. I played C minor, C minor, C minor, and then C dominant. So I actually played a different chord than is written. Instead of that C minor chord that's written there, watch, it's going to change, and there it is, changes to a C dominant chord. Okay? And the idea is that C dominant chord makes me treat that fourth measure differently. The first time, I probably left some space in the fourth measure. Right, so I played a very good four measure phrase. I left some space in the fourth measure. I ended my sentence in the fourth measure, started a new sentence, to use the analogy of language, on measure five, right? The second time through, I played something in the fourth measure that created tension. So I treated that measure differently. Instead of playing C minor, I played C7 flat nine, or maybe I included a flat 13 one of the other times. So that's a specific sound. It's coming from the harmonic minor scale, the, the harmonic minor scale of the four chord. So I'm zipping ahead through this stuff a little quick. If you go back to the previous video, you'll get a deeper sort of understanding of why we're messing with this fourth measure. The idea is I'm making the fourth measure a five of four. 
It's a five chord. It creates some tension and leads us to the F minor chord in the fifth measure. So it really achieves a ton. For one, it allows me to add some tension, right? So um, I'm adding tension to a place where typically there wasn't tension. Frankly, I'm playing the saxophone in a place where normally I would be resting. So we heard this on Billy's Blues. If you uh, watched that last video, you had an assignment in that one, is to listen to Billy's Blues. Sorry, Bessie's Blues, John Coltrane, Bessie's Blues. And um, check out where Coltrane is treating that fourth measure of that song as a one chord where he's treating it as a five of four. This is a big deal. And the thing is, it doesn't just apply to minor blues. It doesn't just apply to Mr. PC, a song I happen to be playing today. This would apply to any song that goes to the key of four, like Blue Bossa, or like Summertime, or like Black Orpheus, or like 10,000 other songs out there. And in minor, it's quite a big shift. When I, when I go from C minor, C minor, C minor, to C dominant flat nine, that's a big change. And now my band here, I don't have the world's greatest band. They live in my computer, but you know, they show up on time. They have, they have a good sense of time. So my band here, they kept playing C minor as I was playing C7 flat nine. So I was going way against them. They didn't listen to me. This band doesn't listen very well, but uh, it works, right? The point of me going against them is tension. I'm trying to create tension. Good art has tension in it, right? So you kind of get the sense of what's going on here. So let me play a couple times. And I want you to do is listen to the fourth measure of the blues. And I'll put a little, you know, little blurb up on the screen when that fourth measure is coming. Because sometimes, you know, it's hard. If this stuff's new to you, it may not be the easiest thing to know where that measure is. That'd be a great thing to work on for sure. Okay, so let me uh, start again. And uh, you're listening to the fourth measure and I'm gonna play it as a five of four each time. Here we go. different things in those measures. You heard me quoting some of Coltrane's licks from Mr. PC. Um, so I wasn't playing exactly what he played at all in those measures. But the idea is I added some tension there. That's a much different sound than this. Now let me play one or two choruses where I'm treating that fourth measure as a one chord.
hear that difference. That's it. So again, you can get sort of a deeper view of this whole thing in the uh, previous Digging Deeper number 16. I'd advise you to check that out. And we talked about how to do it in a dominant blues, right? Here we're talking about how to do it in a minor blues. So I hope that, uh, that between these two videos, this really opens up your ears because how many songs modulate a fourth away from this chord to that chord, that next chord being a fourth? The answer is a bunch. This is a really, really big deal. And I appreciate you guys tuning in here. Now, um, yes, I'm trying to give out some good jazz information, but I mean, I'm really trying to uh, change folks here. And, and beyond just, <laughs> here's, some, here's some information, now you're different. I mean, I'm really talking lots of times to adult amateurs or the folks tuning into these, uh, to these lessons or these ideas that we're doing online. And the idea, the, the best compliment that I get from somebody is, wow, you know, I haven't played in years and watching the videos kind of made me get my horn out again. Or I've dreamed about playing this stuff and now I can do it a little bit better. That kind of transformation is the biggest thing for me. If I can get somebody excited about music and playing at a deeper level, man, that's, I mean, that's what this is all about for me. That's why I'm doing this stuff. So I appreciate uh, you tuning in. I hope that idea is helpful. So I want you to really check that out and practice it a bunch and uh, we'll go from there. If you haven't subscribed to these videos, please do. Uh, you know how to click the subscribe button on YouTube and uh, I would be happy to send you this uh, PDF that goes along here. It's uh, nothing very fancy, but I'll write out one or two ideas that would be possible to play in that fourth measure of a minor blues using the dominant sound with a flat nine. Okay, well, thank you so much for tuning in. I sure appreciate it, and uh, talk to you again soon.